0: Testament lesson is one of the four versions of Jesus entering into Jerusalem. This is from the Gospel according to Mark. Mark chapter 11 verses 1 through 11. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this, just say this, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here immediately. They went ahead and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to him, What are you doing, untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus, and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed along were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then Jesus entered Jerusalem. Jerusalem and went into the temple and when he had looked around at everything as it was already late he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Here ends the reading. Please join me in a word of prayer. Holy Spirit, guide and guardian, advocate and friend, and bringer of wisdom and discernment, We ask that you would breathe life into these ancient texts, that the story of long ago might hit us as a story for today. Help us in our imaginations and in our thoughts and ponderings to draw closer to Jesus even as he does some dangerous things and guide us when we walk into the dangers of our lives ahead in jesus name we pray amen so we've already agreed this is not palm sunday on your calendar on your phone i get it palm sunday we ordinarily celebrate on the sunday before easter and so i acknowledge this is totally weird Right. And we just had Ash Wednesday. So Ash Wednesday ordinarily marks the beginning of Lent. But did you know that Ash Wednesday ashes are traditionally made from the palms of the Palm Sunday the year before? And so this Palm Sunday is the beginning of Lent because it is the reminder That even at the Palm Sunday, Jesus is walking towards the cross. So often what I've found is that when we do Palm Sunday, and then we do Easter, we have the hooray of the hosannas, and then we have the hooray of Easter. But there's a lot that happens in between. And to overlook that part in between means we are missing major chunks of the Gospels. In fact, the Gospel of Mark is sometimes described as the passion narrative with a long introduction. Nearly half of Mark's short Gospel is about Jesus' journey to Jerusalem and then the events of the last week in the city leading up to his crucifixion and death. Mark doesn't even have a great Easter story, but that's not today's sermon. So this year, for our season of Lent, we are slowing down, and we are expanding Holy Week into kind of the holy season, the entire season of Lent. So today we're doing Palm Sunday, and then next Sunday we'll talk about what Jesus was doing on Monday, in Jerusalem, and we'll get to Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and finally Friday, so that by the time Easter comes, we will have tracked what Jesus has been doing across the whole week. And as we look closely at Jesus's final days of life and ministry, we are invited into this passion story, and perhaps to imagine ourselves there in Jerusalem, And how we might act or react to this powerful, paradoxical prophet, this king of the Jews who has entered the city. The city, perhaps, that we live in or the city we have gone to go visit. Let's talk about cities for a moment. This was not just any city. This is the city of Jerusalem. Those who lived there... And resided there were often the powerful elites. They were sort of the landowners who could receive wealth from their estates, from the, from the serfs if you would have it. And the temple, the Jewish temple was also the center of powerful men. Rome had sort of Started to work with the temple to say, okay, you high priests who know these people better, why don't you do the taxation and forward it on to us? And so it became the role of those temple authorities to one, be loyal to Rome, two, to collect those tithes and taxes, and three, to maintain domestic peace and order. Rome doesn't want to see any rebellion. And so when Jesus goes to the city of Jerusalem, he knows that he is entering a place where those are in authority want to keep their authority. And ahead of his journey into Jerusalem, Jesus tells his disciples, there's going to be a confrontation in Jerusalem. It will end in me being handed over to death, but I will rise again. Uh, I I want to pause to be explicit here. That Jesus himself was not against the Jews. Too often the passion story gets used as justification for anti-Semitism. Jesus was a Jew. (laughs) Jesus was confronting not Jewishness, but he was confronting the unjust domination system that was visible and located in the city and that the temple had joined in and been co-opted into this injustice. And so Jesus enters into the city, getting ready for a confrontation. But who was with Jesus when he was entering the city? Probably those who were visiting, or those who had been following Jesus and his teachings as he has traveled around Galilee and then come south to Jerusalem. Perhaps many of them were on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Many of these folks were probably the people who worked the land. They are the poor. They are the have-nots. They're the farm folks. They're the serfs. They're the ordinary commoners. But once a year, perhaps, or maybe once every few years, they take the special effort to go to Jerusalem for the celebration of Passover. Passover, one of the highest Jewish holy days that celebrates the freedom that God has given the Jewish people when they were under the oppression of Pharaoh, when they were under slavery, and with Moses in the lead, were able to cross the Red Sea Wander the desert, but eventually be their own people. The backdrop of the Passover, of a, of a celebration of the freedom of the people of Israel, is also critical to this story. So here's how the entrance happens Jesus is east of the city, east of Jerusalem, the city where he will go and die. And his followers are following. He tells them, go and find a colt, a young one, one that probably hasn't been ridden. Because Jesus has made plans ahead of time. Did you notice that he said, hey, go get that colt, and if people ask you, say the Lord needs it? We think this is because he has already had friends and connections in the city. He's not stealing somebody's colt, right? He made plans for this. But what is up with coming in on a colt? Jesus walked a lot of places. We knew he had two good feet. He could have walked into the city. And actually, a horse would have been a more dramatic and kingly symbol to ride into the city on if he wanted to proclaim himself as a king. But instead, he comes in on an adolescent lanky donkey, We think that he is pulling from this text from Zechariah that Bob helped read today because it gives us a reference point for what the king of David might be like. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumph and victorious is he. Humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot. He shall command peace to the nations. Jesus, who has the claim to be the king, rides in as a king, because he rides in, but he rides in as a different kind of king. Perhaps a humble king riding on a donkey. Which may have surprised people, but then people might have remembered, oh, That prophet Zechariah had something to say about this. And the peasants and the have-nots who want this kind of king, a king who wants peace, a king who watches out for the poor, they come out, they lay leafy branches. We hear in the Gospel of John their palms, but we actually don't know the other branches that were in the city So they lay leafy branches on the road. They lay their cloaks on the ground so that even the feet of the colt don't touch the cobblestones or the dirt roads. It's sort of a red carpet of sorts. And then a parade starts, a spectacle with loud shouts of, Hosanna, blessed is the coming kingdom. The coming kingdom... Well, what about the kingdom of now? Hosanna. Hosanna means save us. Save us, we pray. Notice that Jesus does not arrive with a crown on his head, but he gets the kingly welcome from the people in the city. What we don't see in this text, but what we know from the history of the time, is that at the same time, that this is coming in from the east, from the western side of the city, another parade was happening. This one was the military procession of Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Idumea, Judea, and Samaria. He would have arrived on a properly groomed war horse and brought in extra troops during the Passover festival in order to keep The peace. So imagine perhaps cavalry on horses, foot soldiers, leather armor, helmets, banners, and the severe looks of trained men. And the people of Jerusalem did not cheer Pilate's arrival. Perhaps they shut their doors or ducked down a side street to stay out of notice. But Jesus and those who are following him are not staying out of notice. They're coming down from the east from the Mount of Olives even at the same time that Pilate is coming from the west in the entrance of the city there. They're on the paths for a head-on collision. A collision that Jesus knew was coming and had set up to be this way. For Palm Sunday is just the beginning of the many confrontation with powers in Jerusalem. It's a struggle that gains intensity from this parade on and ends up at the cross. And so anyone who joined that Palm Processional that day is doing more than cheering Jesus, being like children, saying, Hosanna, that's really nice. They're joining a public protest of sorts, using their voices to shout, Hosanna, we want a different king. Perhaps we've tamed down this story too much. But perhaps the crowds then, they knew it. They knew that showing up to cheer Jesus on To shout, Blessed is the coming kingdom, Hosanna to the son of David, means they are making a larger choice, means they are putting themselves at risk to be noticed by the authorities of the day, but are placing greater hope in Jesus than anything they see around them at the time. So that's the background. But now I invite us to enter into the story this Sunday and indeed every Sunday of this series there's a piece of artwork it's either on the cover of your bulletin or it shows up on the screen this particular piece of artwork is from John August Swanson. He's a contemporary artist in Los Angeles, California. And of course, as any artist, this is his interpretation of the day. This is not a photograph. We didn't have any cameras. But by looking at a piece of artwork, it gives us a window, a visual to enter into the story. So take a moment to look at this. I wonder how the colors make you feel. I wonder what you notice about the whole scene. But next, we'll zoom in on Jesus. You can either look at him on the screen or just zoom to this particular part, maybe put your finger on it. I wonder what Jesus is hoping for. I wonder how Jesus might be feeling at this moment. Next we'll zoom in to a man with a crutch. I wonder why he has joined this processional even when it's hard or painful to walk. I wonder what he means when he cries out, Hosanna, save us, we pray. I wonder what he is hoping for. There are people who are laying cloaks in the lower left hand corner. I wonder what they are hoping for. I wonder what they might be feeling. But on the right side of the image, in the middle, there's pilot and dogs at the crowd. I wonder how pilot or those soldiers might be feeling. I wonder what they are hoping for. Lastly, there are the people in the windows. They seem to have not joined the parade, but neither have they shut themselves away. I wonder what they might be hoping for. I wonder what they might be feeling. And for us and for you, I wonder who you might be in this story. Today, who might you identify with in this image? I wonder, as Jesus enters Jerusalem, what are you hoping for? I wonder how you are feeling. For although it's an ancient story, we are invited to enter the story to enter this passion and to follow Jesus all the way to the cross this Lenten season. You have been listening to Community Presbyterian Church sermon podcast. To learn more about Community Presbyterian Church and its ministries, come visit us at 2800 Georgia Street in Vallejo, California. Or visit our website, cpcvallejo.org. You can also email us at cpcvallejo at sbcglobal.net. Have a blessed day.